Do you still drive the minivan? Because that is the least real estate. No, 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 no. I'm rocking a Honda Pilot these days. I've got, I've got a very real estate van. <laughs> My kids are older now, so I don't need all the, the family mobile. So that's good. The Honda Pilot. That's a that's an SUV, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a little cooler now. I'm a little cooler. I am Angie Kerr, and I am the Senior Buyer Specialist with Mark Waldoff's team at Keller Williams Realty. I only work with buyers. Hey, it's Steve. I hope you're having a great day, a great morning, a great weekend, whenever it is you're listening to this. You probably noticed that uh, the flowers are popping up and grass and weeds and everything. Also popping up real estate signs all over town. A house across the street next to me and the one behind me just went for sale and sold pretty quickly. And I guess it's a seller's market. I've seen this a few times, so I thought I would call my friend Angie Kerr to talk about this. I met Angie a number of years ago. We were working together on a uh, on a committee, uh, and I, she's just fun. She's fun to talk to. She's outgoing. She's always in a good mood, and she loves her Instagram. So we're going to talk about real estate and getting your house ready to sell, if that's what you think you might want to do. We'll also talk some Illini football. She's got a connection there. So let's talk to Angie Kerr a local Champaign-Urbana realtor and a friend of mine. But before we get into it, one favor to ask, if you know of somebody who likes to hear about interesting local people or maybe heard me on the radio and you think they like the podcast, tell them about it. They just have to search for Holstein and Company in their favorite podcast app, or they can go to Holstein.co. Okay, my conversation with Angie Kerr. I didn't know that existed. I assume that, uh, are, is that something that more and more realtors are doing or is this unique? So um, it, it's like we're licensed to do everything. Um, and there's some teams that, that are split up this way. Most allow um, the teams to do both sides. Um, I like this because um, as a buyer's agent, I look at things with buyer's eyes and not necessarily through the sell side's eyes. Yeah, I like it. I like it. If it's, I love looking at houses. I love the buy side. So for me, it's a good fit. And actually, you know, the first time I met you, and it's been years, we served uh, on a committee together, I think, for the, this is the first time I met you. When my wife said, how did the first meeting go? I said, that Angie Kerr, she's got buyer's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I've been told. Yeah, so that's a look. You have helped uh, Deb and me as we have looked for a home back in the Clark Park area. I don't know how many homes you helped us look at because we think we probably looked at 50 homes. Yeah, it's funny because I there's some people that will find their house, the first house, and there's other people that look for years and years and years. And I'm a townie, um, so I, I kind of know all the back roads, all the neighborhoods, and um, I think that helps too. So yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's different in the number of houses they need or want to look at. So, well, I'm I'm not a townie. I've been here going on uh, a little over 24 years now, and I remember buying my first house with my first wife and I went to visit a realtor. I can't remember how we chose him. I I, I literally think it was random. I think we drove by a realtor office and said that looks fine. Let's go in there. And we said we need to buy a house, and they gave us to somebody. But I remember saying, okay, we kind of know what part of town that we want to live in because we've been here a year. And, um, and this is the kind of the kind of house we're looking for. So he literally went to like another room and printed off a bunch of homes and said, now he goes, here's what I would do. I would just drive around, look at these homes from the outside, circle the three or four you really like, and then call me or come back. And then I'll make the appointments which is so different now. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it, there are obviously technologies play a huge piece in that. Um, buyers are definitely more educated when they come into the process because there's so much more information available to them on the process. But also now, that's also part of the reason that houses move so quickly is that people can see so much of the house um, with pictures and virtual tours and things like that online that um, it actually kind of speeds the process up. So I think that is also kind of what accelerates things compared to, you know, a number of years ago. So what uh, you say that people now come better prepared. What's the, the one thing that they never know, though? What's that one thing that Zillow doesn't tell them? Well, I would say I don't know that Zillow doesn't tell them, but we one thing is we hire professional photographers for a reason. So even though something may look spectacular in person, and it may very well be, there are times when the pictures obviously do a fantastic job of covering up some of the conditions or things like that, or they make rooms look larger than they appear. So still nothing beats that in-person showing. Um, but there's also things that like um, real estate is hyper-local. And so things like the Zestimate or, you know, th that just fully bases everything on an average per square foot of what is selling around them. So it doesn't take into account the finishes of the house. It doesn't take into account the condition of the house. It's strictly just a, a number. Um, it's a formula. I would say the other thing is that you can't account for on things like Zillow is what does the furnace look like? Is there water in the basement? I mean, there's any number of things that could um, affect that. And um, again, you can't beat the in-person showing is what it comes down to. When you're with uh, one of your clients and you're all three seeing the house for the first time, do you ever walk in and you're just like, no, mm -mm. well, let's get out of here. Yeah. So, so yes. And actually there's been times I've had clients that pull up to the curb and like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's funny. It happens. And we do have to be careful now because everyone has like ring doorbells and stuff. So you can't actually see you really careful what you say. But um, for sure. And I, I guess, you know, part of it's kind of fun to be a buyer's agent because on the one hand, you're trying to be really positive and look for the pros and things. But you're also trying to look for the cons. Um, the one thing you always have to tell yourself is I'm not looking for this house. This house is not for me. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day what I think of it um, in terms of what it looks like or the floor plan. I just need to find the more objective things about it. Like, are there issues? What are the two or three hot things that people are looking for right now? I would say what we're finding now is most buyers don't want projects. They want houses that are done. They may would be okay with painting to like their color preference, but most buyers are not wanting projects like big projects they're not going to have to redo kitchens or things like that they want houses mostly done so do you feel more free to say you know what this is a fantastic house but people want finished homes so you need to go ahead and update this bathroom right here and paint all these walls white and tear out those shrubs and then the the, the chances of you selling the house are going to increase by 10 Yes, I would say some people are open to that conversation, you know, like what could we do to increase the value and to get a higher price? It's it's so important for people to, even if you're not looking to, you don't think you're going to sell your house the next year or two, but still to stay on top of the maintenance of your house and to not let things get behind. One client that I just, they just bought a house every year, they set aside, you know, a, a, a chunk of money. And they would use that money to complete one update project. Like they pick a room or a, a part of the house. 
So their house was always kind of updated, but they always left that chunk of money to make sure. And so when we went to sell their house, it was a really easy sell because it was updated, but they never like just did this crash. There's just something they were always really diligent about doing ongoing as they lived in the house they were at. You brought up a good point. We really didn't want a big fixer upper. Um, Like, you know, within the first month, I think that we've lived here, that we lived here, we moved in in the fall of last year. I think I upgraded like five, five light fixtures. You know, well, that's a no-brainer for me. That's easy stuff, but and that and that personalizes the home. Yeah, little projects are okay. It's it's the big things. I think if people can just stay up, even on just on basic maintenance, it's amazing to me how many people don't just have like their HVAC system serviced regularly. Little things like that just stay up on all that stuff can make a huge difference down the road when you go to sell. I want to go back to it's interesting that you will pull up to a house and you and your clients. You'll look at it and go, oh, I don't know about that. And it's like, oh, well, now now the, the owner of the home knows if you sped away quickly because they have a ring doorbell. <laughs> but you also, like you said, you have to be careful what you say when you walk up to the front porch because they could be saying something like, uh, ooh, I don't know. It kind of smells. Yeah, you never know. So, I mean, that's something we, we really work to coach clients on now is that you never know who's watching or listening. Um, certainly ring doorbells are the most obvious, I would say, but most people have some sort of equipment somewhere in the house. It's not uncommon. So we just assume it's there. Um, so yeah, so we always say it's better to have those conversations out on the driveway than um, in front of the house. Um, I would say most people who do the speeding away, and it doesn't happen often, are the people that are not familiar with town. Uh, they're from outside of town. They're new to town. They don't know neighborhoods. They come in for the weekend to look at houses and it's usually the neighborhood's not a good fit or it's too far from work or something about it or the, the style of house just doesn't fit their needs. So after uh, uh, the, the morning show went away on the radio, mm-hmm. I had a couple of realtors reach out to me and say, hey, do you want to partner up with me? Do you, are you interested in selling real estate? And uh, which which was flattering. I have zero knowledge of real estate. You'd be a great buyer's agent helping people out. Yeah, for sure. But I also know that it's work. I mean, because you see somebody pull up in their car to show a client a house and they're driving a nice car. Although, yeah, do you still drive the minivan? Because that is the least real estate. No, 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 no. I'm rocking a Honda Pilot these days. I've got, I've got a very real estate van. <laughs> My kids are older now, so I don't need all the, the family mobile. So that's good. The Honda Pilot. That's a That's an SUV, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a little cooler now. I'm a little cooler. So anyway, but so back to real real estate. I remember a couple of, and I just thought to myself that, you know, it seems like one of those jobs that, oh, you just, you know, you help people show homes, but I bet I bet there's a ton of behind the scenes work. It's like being a police officer, it's like 10%, you know, hanging out with the public and answering calls and 90% paperwork and meetings. You were always on. It's funny because I don't I drive around town and you always notice, is there a new sign in the yard? Or when people talk about things I refer, like, oh, I sold that house or I did this. But you do, like, I think, especially as a buyer's agent, one thing that is critical for me being the best agent for my clients is to know what's going on in the market and what houses are for sale or to keep your um, ear, you know, open to who might be interested in selling Um because I've got clients that are looking for houses, especially in the market that we're in now, that's such a seller's market. We need houses. So you really have to love what you do um, because you do, I mean, you're always working. Um, you're always, I'm, 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 there's very rare, rarely a time when I'm not available to my clients. 
um, to go see houses. And again, especially in this market, you have to jump. Like if a house comes on the market, you need to jump and get out there and go see it or it'll be snatched up by somebody else. So, um, but to me, that's also part of the fun. Uh, for me, it's fun and exciting. It's kind of like an adrenaline rush all the time. And, um, have you, because it is a seller's market right now, have you sold any homes essentially sight unseen? You know, it's a hot part of town. Your client just sees it on your website or Zillow and says, tell them we want to buy it. So actually, even before now, I think there's, I probably do that about two, or two, two one to two, maybe three times a year um, where people have bought a house sight unseen or they don't see it's the final walkthrough. And especially with this university town, um, we have professors or grad students that that can't make it to town prior to when they need to be here. And so they totally go off pictures. And we do try and do FaceTime or something like that where I can walk them through the house or I'll do a video. But yeah, it's not uncommon for people to buy a house without having walked through it. Yeah, but you know, FaceTime does. I'll be at the grocery store FaceTiming groceries with my wife. So why can't you do it with a house? Well, it, yeah, I just try to show them things that they can't necessarily pick up in the pictures or maybe that, you know, that for perspective, like how big something is or whatever. Um, that's usually what they're looking for. That would be a little nerve wracking though. You're the buyer's agent and you're on FaceTime with them and you're showing them and they're like, yes, we want it. But at the same time, you're their eyes and ears because that, that could be a little nerve wracking, right? I'm trying to think, I don't think in any of those cases I've ever met the person prior either. So it's not even like I had shown them some houses and so I got a, what they were like a vibe of what they're looking for. Like most, they truly are just, I've met them only virtually through FaceTime or Zoom call or whatever. So so um, back to if somebody said, I, hey, you know, I always thought about being a realtor. I'm thinking about you. So the number one thing is you're always on, right? Basically, you're just always, you know, checking email and texts and keeping up on what's going on, even if you're driving through neighborhoods. That's yeah. And so I'm a workaholic. So that for me <laughs> is like part of the fun, the game. It's really this market, especially in this market. You just have to be ready to go at all times. Well, you, so you said you're a workaholic, but I follow you on Instagram. You're one of my favorite Instagrammers. I don't know. They're not even memes. I guess they're memes that, that you post. That's like my happy place. That is where <laughs> I like to stay, start my day off with a laugh, like something that's going to make you smile. Um, and so that's kind of where it started. And of course, my girls and their volleyball, that's, I mean, that's um, a very big uh, chunk of my life right now with three girls that I'll play. Um, and so I kind of look at Instagram as not very worky. It is definitely more the social side. And um yeah, the fun memes or whatever videos. I just, I figure if I can start my day with a smile, then the, the whole day will go better. Um, just starting it off on a positive note or something light and funny. Um, and now it's the point where people look forward to that and they send me memes that they find to post. So um, I guess other people are enjoying it too. So that is also lovely. So yeah, Angie Kerr, your local meme realtor. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's my happy place. So if you want fun, happy on Instagram, Angie Kerr 31 is where I'm at. So I've loved this one. Um, all these men complaining about wearing a face mask. Try wearing a bra in August. Yep. 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 That, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was my husband complaining about a face mask. So I decided that that would be a good one for that day. He was not. He was not doing that, was he? Oh, my husband does not like to wear them. No, he does not. Not because he's against them. He just gets uncomfortable wearing them. So I always give him a hard time about it. I'm like, it's not the end of the world. So your husband will not remember this, but I met your husband at the YMCA 
in the swimming pool. Oh, dear Lord. I'm sorry. So he was swimming. I was swimming. We were in each other. You know, I was in my lane. He was in lane. And we, we both needed a break. I'm not a very good swimmer. I'm, I'm not at all. But it's <clears throat> it's very physical. Yeah. And so I, I take a lot of breaks. And he had taken a break. He was killing it in the pool. And I said, uh, hey, I'm Steve. And uh, oh, what do you do? Oh, you know, this was a, back when I was on the radio. And who are you? And he goes, oh, I'm, I'm Jonathan Kerr. And I'm like, oh, OK. And I didn't think anything of it because I know, you know, I know Illini sports, sure. kind of, but I didn't think anything of it. And then I, I think I told my wife when I got home, she's like, oh, my gosh, you know who you met? And I'm like, no, it's just some guy in the pool. Yeah. You know, we're, <laughs> we're half naked sitting in the pool. So so anyway, that was my how I met your husband story. But it's funny that you met him in the pool because people know him for football, but really he went to high school for water polo. So he's a fantastic swimmer. Um and football just happened because he was so big. They convinced him to go out for the football team. It was when I was Googling him after this was, you know, months after. And I saw something about him being an Elvis fan. Oh, he's huge. Yeah. Still still an Elvis still, fan. Still, still. He, he has a he has the whole sunglasses, fake sideburns, the whole he dresses up all the time. <laughs> yeah. He was born in the wrong era. He loves Nixon and Elvis. I don't I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> so he was on the team. Um, so whenever, like when there's a new hire, like we just had, you know, there's a new football coach. Does he, does he get pretty excited about that? And are you like, okay, you just rolling your eyes. You're like, okay, that's great. I got to go sell a house or, or is he just pretty chill about it? He's kind of weird about it. Like, it's like he gets excited, but then not overly excited. And he just, you know, he just hopes they're good. And he's just prays they get better because he always reminds me that they were good when he played. They went to bowl games. And so um, that's all he wants. And he gets excited and he's hopeful. And I'm excited. I probably get more excited than he does. Illini fans are not demanding. We want to go to the, uh, in basketball, we want to go to the tournament every year and hopefully make make it uh, beyond the first or second round, if not both. You know, going to the Sweet 16 is amazing. That's almost like a national championship to Illini basketball fans. For sure, for sure. And then the other one is a bowl game. Well, you brought it up. If 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 we get if we went to a bowl game every year, most Illini football fans would be mostly satisfied. Absolutely. I just want somewhere to look to go visit between Christmas and New Year, have an excuse to travel. But I think that's what we'd be happy with. There is nothing, I feel like there is nothing better than a good um, Friday, or excuse me, Saturday in the fall in Champaign, tailgating and just being out. The weather's perfect. Like, it's just fun. We talk to our kids about the old, you know, like what it used to be like, and they just can't fathom. Well, because partially because tailgating is <laughs> a little different now than it was back then. I remember like all the big tents and all the things that people used to do. And um, so it's a little different. Yeah, now it's... It's more zoned out, even non, even in non-pandemic years. It's more zoned out, and you, you know, it used to be everything was just sort of wide open, and you would just kind of almost park anywhere, go anywhere, set up a tent anywhere. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> hey, Angie Kerr, thanks for being on with me. I appreciate it. This was fun, Steve. I always like talking to you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you. See, what did I tell you? Angie is a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget at Holstein.co, I have a newsletter where I will alert you to bonus episodes, upcoming guests, and more. I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon.